reading today is taken from Philippians chapter 3, verses 10 to 21. I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of sharing in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so somehow to attain to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Jesus Christ. All of us who are mature should take such a view of things. And if, on some point, you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join with others in following my example, brothers, and take note of those who live according to the pattern we gave you. For as I have often told you before, and now say again, even with tears, Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello everybody. Hello to you flying first class up in the balcony. Hello to you at home and hello to you in the main body of the church. Do you know, it seems like a lifetime since I last stood here, and I calculated that it was 18 weeks ago at the Thanksgiving service for Julian Harris, which was our, our last service together. Well, it's good to be back together again. And as we make a new start, our subject from Philippians this morning is new ambition. Have you ever had an ambition? Well, I fulfilled one of my ambitions on the 10th of October, 1977. Now, it wasn't my wedding day, although that would be a good answer. It was my first day at work. I stopped for a moment before a big glass revolving door of a large office block. And as I hesitated, I thought to myself, this next step is going to change my life. What would face me in the next hours and days and months and years, I didn't know. But I know that this is what I have chosen to do. 33 years later, I walked back out of that same door. On that first day, I could never have imagined what would have had transpired. The successes and failures, the triumphs and tragedies, But I had fulfilled my ambition, and in many ways, I committed my life to it. And Paul takes just five words to announce his new ambition. Now, last month, Johnny Dobson challenged us to sum up the Christian life in just five words. 
Did you manage it? No, I didn't either. But Paul does. And that's how our reading starts in Philippians 3 and verse 10. Just five words, I want to know Christ. That's it. That's his new ambition. His ambition had been to destroy the church until on the Damascus road he met Jesus and now he has a new ambition. I want to know Christ. But wait a minute, doesn't Paul already know Christ? What does he mean? Well, let's delve into that a little bit and understand what the word mean, the word know means. I want to know Christ. It reminds me of a story of two naval cadets on a night out in London and they're lost and they see an officer in uniform. Do you know where we are? The officer is an admiral and he barks back at them. Do you know who I am? Puzzled, the cadets look at each other. I think we're in trouble. We don't know where we are, and he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> well, the Bible uses the word know in different ways. In the book of Amos, Israel, uh, God says to Israel, you only have I known of all the families of the earth. But God, of course, knew all the families of the earth. By known, he means cho chosen. You only have I chosen. And in the New Testament, the Greek word that we translate here as know can also be translated as to find or to discover. So to know is to choose or to find or to discover. So when Paul says his ambition is to know Christ, it's more than just making his acquaintance. He's choosing Christ. He's discover discovering Christ. He's finding Christ. And there are two ways that he says this will happen. Firstly, by knowing the power of his resurrection. The power, not the historical fact, but the power of his resurrection. What is the power of his resurrection? Well, it's a power which breaks the cycle of sin. It's the power which changes you from being lost to being found. It's the power which turns you from being God's enemy into his child. It's a power which transforms life and a power which defeats death. Jesus didn't come to make bad people good. He came to make dead people live. This is the power of the resurrection. It's the power of the risen Christ in the chief of sinners. And it's the power of the risen Christ in you. This is knowing Christ. But, it's, but to know Christ... Is not just knowing the power of his resurrection, but it's also sharing in his suffering. Don't we just judder to a halt when we come to the mention of suffering? But let's think a moment. This suffering is not punishment. This isn't some kind of vengeance. Read the phrase carefully. Paul says, sharing in his suffering. So who's doing the suffering? It's Jesus. Jesus is the one being persecuted. Jesus is the one being attacked and vilified. We're not the centre of attention here. He is. But we stand with him. We identify with him. We share in his sufferings. Do you remember the film Spartacus? 
The rebel slaves are surrounded by the Romans and they want to identify the leader. Spartacus, come forward, they say, and the rest can go. Otherwise, you will all die. And as Spartacus, Kirk Douglas stands up with the famous words, I'm Spartacus. But then what happens? One by one, the other slaves all stand up and say, no, I'm Spartacus. No, I'm Spartacus. Each one identifies with their leader. They are willing to share in his sufferings. His cause is their cause. His persecution, their persecution. If he will die, they too will die. And this is Paul's new ambition, to choose to stand with Christ, to choose to walk the road that Christ walked, to choose to feel the persecution that he felt. This new ambition comes with a cost. Daily, Paul chooses that path of suffering as he sits in his prison cell. Daily, he counts the cost. Daily, he chooses to take up his cross and follow Christ. But if his new ambition comes with a cost, it also comes with a reward. He will share Christ's eternal destiny. He will be caught up with Christ in glory. He will reign with Christ in his coming kingdom. Whatever the cost, Paul will take it. Death couldn't hold Christ, and death won't be able to hold Paul. He too will rise, crowned with an eternal crown, handed to him by God the Father. Well done, good and faithful servant. This is Paul's ambition. Knowing Christ, knowing the power of his resurrection, sharing in his suffering, and reigning with him in glory. Do you choose to share Paul's ambition? Do you choose to have Christ change your life forever? There are only two ambitions. There's your glory or there's Christ's glory. And you know Paul's answer because like a well-honed athlete, he is straining every sinew to win that prize. There's no doubt that Paul is a tough cookie. He doesn't shed a tear when he's beaten or accused or imprisoned. But now in verse 18, he sheds tears for those who turn their backs on Christ. Those who are truly lost, driven by personal satisfaction, boasting when they should blush, focusing only on earthly things, no glory of heaven, they are destined for ruin. And Paul weeps for them. There is no middle ground. There are only two paths, one heading for resurrection, the other for destruction. Only two powers, the power of the Holy Spirit or the power of our evil desires. Only two lifestyles, those willing to share in his sufferings or those who want a life of ease. And Paul weeps for those who are making the wrong choice because Paul's ambition is to be Christ-centered. Paul fulfilled his ambition. He finished the race and he has won the prize. And now you stand on the shoulders of those who did as Paul had done, those who chose Christ. They knew the power of his resurrection 
and they shared in his suffering so that generation after generation the gospel might be shared. And through 800 generations since Paul, the gospel has been handed from heart to heart like a great relay race until today it reaches you. The history of those 800 generations has been written and those saints are now sharing the riches of Christ's eternal kingdom. But the next chapter is blank because it's your chapter. In each generation there was a choice, a choice of ambition, his glory or my glory. And our spiritual fathers answered that call. Today that call is to you. Do you want to choose Christ, the power of his resurrection, and to share in his suffering? On your answer hangs your future and the future of the generations to come until Christ returns. Which path will you choose? Will you live for Christ or will you live for yourself? Will you walk his road of suffering or will you live a life of ease? Will you hear his voice say, well done, good and faithful servant? Or will you hear him say, depart from me, for I never knew you? Here this morning, or in your home, choose Christ. Admit you've turned your back on him and ask for forgiveness. Receive his new life. He takes your sin away and fills you with his spirit. You're clean at last, free at last, home at last. On the 10th of June, 1966, I rose from my seat at the call of Jesus to give my life to him. I didn't fully know what it meant at the time, but I knew I wanted to choose Jesus, for Jesus to be my saviour, for me to follow him come what may. Have you made that declaration? Have you stood up and said, yes, I choose Jesus? You can do it now. He's waiting to receive you, to welcome you home. He wants to equip you with his spirit so that you can know his resurrection power to share in his suffering and in his eternal glory. As I stood on my first day at work looking at that big imposing door, I had no idea what lay the other side. But today, Christ stands at the door and knocks. Take that step of faith. Open your heart to him. Invite him in. Make this your new ambition, to know Christ. Let's pray together. Father God, it's hard to count the cost. It's hard to single-mindedly choose Christ and to share in his sufferings. Father, I feel ill-equipped and unworthy. I admit I'm too self-satisfied. Lord, I want to know the power of your resurrection in my life. Set my heart on fire with an unquenchable desire to love you and to serve you. 
Precious Saviour, I give myself to you without reservation. Take me as I am and make me what you want to be. For the glory of Jesus, I pray. Amen.